Dolphin Dragon Radio. Well, I'm your host, ML Chuck. We're introducing season seven of Dove and Dragon. It hasn't been a wonderful ride with all the wonderful creators and entrepreneurs that we've had on the show. I'm getting ready to introduce us to a new entrepreneur. So I'm going to bring up David Albin. Welcome. Hey, I'm Melissa. So a little bit about what you did do is because we see firewalk adventures and i think you're one crazy person because who wants a firewalk <laughs> right that's what i said <laughs> well are you, are you out of your mind why why on earth would you want to do that um and yet it turned out to be one of the without a doubt the most life-changing uh experience of my entire life and so um you know here we are some three decades later um, in the personal development industry. So it's been really good to me. So, okay, how did you get into firewalking? Um, well, how I got there was um, uh, in uh, 1995, uh, a friend of mine called me on the phone and he said, he, he was into Tony Robbins and he said, hey, did you know that Tony Robbins is coming to town? And I had read his book and I'd gone through his uh, his personal power program that I bought back in, oh boy, 1988. Oh boy. Okay, came yeah. On, came on little white things, Melissa, called cassette tapes. <laughs> really? They still have those back then? They okay. still, yeah, they had those. Uh, it's funny because some of your audience aren't even going to know what those are, right? Uh, right. You can go to the Masonian, they're there. Uh, they're right next to eight track tape and reel to reel. Um, so, anyway, you know, I'd gone through that program and I'd read his book. Anyway, my buddy called me and said, Hey, Tony's coming to town. And I, he said, Did you know? And I go, No, I had no clue. And he goes, Come on, man, you've got to go with me. I really want to go see this guy. And I said, Okay, I'll go with you. Definitely. I, I like Tony. And so he goes, great, let me call you back. I'll make the arrangements. Well, heck, he calls me back an hour later and he goes, done. And uh, uh, we pick up the tickets at Will Call. And here's what they told us to do. Number one, uh, drink a lot of water. You need to stay hydrated. This is a four-day event. So drink lots of water. Bring it with you. Uh, bring snacks. And the reason you need to bring snacks, and I laugh, is because he said they said, we're going to spend a lot of time in the room. Well, I'm laughing because... Anybody that's ever been to a Tony Robbins seminar knows what that's all about, right? Mm -hmm. um, so then he said, be ready to play out, play full out and, and bring a good attitude. I said, all right. So how much Robbins was the ticket? Knows what that's all about, right? And um, uh, so and then he, he said, said it's uh, $695. And I said, what? Now, by the way, this is in 1995, right? So I don't know what's 695 worth today. You know, 1.2 million. I mean, I don't know, right? Like it's worth a lot a more lot. than it is today. It's a lot, exactly. So, um, and as he's getting ready to get off the phone, he goes, oh, wait, I forgot to tell you the most important part. We're going to be doing a fire walk. Now, you know what's interesting about that moment, Melissa? I don't even know what that meant. I never heard the term fire walk. I don't know what that means. But it didn't sound like anything I'm going to be doing. So in my head, I'm going, oh, no, nah. I ain't doing that. Ain't going to happen. But I'm not saying anything to my buddy, right? I'm just going along with it. I'm just acting like, oh, yeah, sure, Dan, no big deal. Yeah, sure, firewalk. Yeah, sounds great. Hung up the phone. I went, nope, I'm not doing that. Well, the big day comes. And we get to the event. There's 3,500 people. 
Tony took the stage at two o'clock in the afternoon. And the next thing I know, Melissa, it's after midnight. <laughs> right? Remember, bring snacks so you're starved to death. You're going to spend a lot of time in the room. Ten hours. And, and, and all of a sudden, Tony goes, take your shoes off. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I see where you're going with that, mister. I'm not taking my shoes off. Well, I'm in a room with 3,500 people, and guess what they're doing? Taking they're their taking, shoes off. They're taking their shoes off. And I'm thinking, people, no, no, don't fall for it. Don't go towards the light, right? And so now I got a dilemma. What am I going to do? Everyone else is taking their shoes off. What am I not going to do that? And I walk out into this big parking lot where the firewalk is and I have my shoes on. Everybody's going to know I'm a coward. So I'm like negotiating with myself. Right. And I'm like, just calm down, take your shoes off. And when you get out there, go hide in the back. No one's going to know. Well, except me. Well, here's the bottom line. Now, when you go out there, by the way, as you're getting ready to go out there, Tony gets everybody to start chanting and clapping. So literally, you got 3,500 people going, yes, 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 as you're walking out into this giant parking lot. Well, when you get out there, it gets worse because he's got African drummers, right? So it's dun-dun, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, and people are clapping and yelling and screaming. And I mean, oh, my, what a dog and pony show. Well, I'm sticking with my plan. Uh, I ditch my buddy, and I get I get out there, and I go to the back. And I'm hiding out in the back. Well, Tony Robbins knows that this is one of the most life-changing experiences on earth. It's been around for over a thousand years. It's been used by cultures all over the world. And he knows how powerful it is. He knows there's a paradigm shift. He knows this can change your life. So he also knows there's people like me that are going to hide in the back. So what's he do? Starts with the back. Well, well, almost. He just he trains people to come find you. Literally. I'm back there thinking I got it all figured out. And all of a sudden, here comes this guy out of nowhere. And he makes eye contact with me. And I'm pretty sure Robin's trained you. Look, when you make eye contact with these people, don't take your eyes off them. So now he's staring at me. And he's coming at me. He gets probably 20 feet from me. And he looks at me really funny. You know, like when a dog hears a funny noise, they tilt their head. Well, that's how he's looking at me. That's how he's looking at me. And he goes, are you okay? <laughs> and, no. <laughs> and when we're, and, right? And when we're not okay, what do we do? We lie. We go, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, no worries. Move along. Nothing to see here, pal. <laughs> and all of a sudden he goes, so, hey, man, are you going to walk tonight? And I'm like, absolutely not. I'm thinking to myself, why do you think I hit out here in the back, pal? And all of a sudden, here's what's really interesting. This is a stranger. I don't know who this guy is to this day, but this stranger asked me one question and he changed my life forever because if it wasn't for him, number one, I'm not on your show today. I, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have changed ten, tens of thousands of people's lives that I've done because the question he asked me was, well, wouldn't you at least like to watch? <laughs> I thought, well, sure. Yeah. Let's go watch these people burn their feet off. This will be really, really interesting. Well, he says, look, you, you're not going to be able to see anything from back here. I'm 100 yards away. I got 3,500 people standing in front of me, Melissa. I can't see anything. I can hear it, right? They're chanting. They're clapping. Mm -hmm. The drums are going off. There's a giant fire over here in the corner. They started that fire probably 10 hours earlier. 
and they build a pit, start probably, I don't know, 35 feet wide, 70 feet long. And they just throw cord after cord after cord of wood on it all day long. And at the end of the night, it renders. It just drops a big, giant pile of blue coals. Well, how do you logistically firewalk 3,500 people? You take wheelbarrows over to that pit. You fill up the wheelbarrows with coals. You bring a wheelbarrow in between two lanes of sod. A fi- it's got, they call it a fire lane. And it's, you know, three feet wide, 18 feet long. Then they just take a flathead shovel and they sprinkle those coals on top of that grass. And that's what you walk on. Well, that's all going down, right? So I, I get in line. I took the bait, right? He tricked me and I fell for it. And so I'm now in line and I'm walking along. And all of a sudden this guy comes up to me, a perfect stranger, a different stranger, by the way. <laughs> and, he, and he whispers in my ear and he goes, he knows when you're ready. When he says go, you go. And the guy just went, pew, and he disappeared into the night. And I'm like, what? What what does that mean? He knows when you're ready. When he says go, you go. So right. So now I'm walking along and and I still can't see in front of me. I got a thousand people in front of me. Can't see anything. But I get to a point where I can see at an angle. And guess what? They're doing it. Every race, every creative color, color of people, they're walking on fire. And my mind is going, what? What's wrong with these people? We're mammals. We're, we're, we're trained to run from fire, not walk on it. Right. It's, right. So now I'm staring at it. It's like a car accident. You can't, you say you're not going to stare at it, but you do. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm doing. And I'm mesmerized by this. Well, I'm not paying attention to what's going on in front of me. Next thing I know, guess where I am? In front of the fire. I'm, I'm, I'm at the front of the lane, at the front of the line. And so I'm looking down at that fire lane, right? And again, mm-hmm. it's three feet wide, 18 feet long. The coals are on there. They're glowing bright red. The wheelbarrow's there. You can feel all the heat coming off. And Melissa, my, my heart is beating so fast. I feel like it's going to jump out of my chest any moment. I am scared to death. Well, there's a trainer standing right there. And all of a sudden the trainer goes, eyes up. <laughs> like almost like you idiot what's wrong with you and i put my <laughs> eyes up right well now i was in a room for tony with tony for 10 hours guess what he teaches you to do keep your eyes up don't stare at what you fear it'll it'll paralyze you right he's right keep your eyes up look to the celebration in that it's right over there you know it's like you know uh, what do we say everything we've ever wanted is sitting right over there on the other side of fear same thing that fire lane right over there and all of a sudden, the trainer goes, uh, squeeze your fist and say yes. <laughs> and I went, yes. And he went, stronger. And I went, yes. Well, he could tell. He could tell I was leaving a lot on the table. I wasn't in a peak state, and he knew it. And so he screamed at me, stronger. <laughs> and now it's fight or flight, right? I threw my hands in the air. I screamed yes as loud as I could. And he goes, go, go, go. Woo. I took off. Well, remember the guy? He knows when you're ready. When he says go, you go. I did it. <laughs> and so they put they position two people at the end of the fire lane who lock arms and they catch you. And they're like, stop, wipe your feet and celebrate. I'm whopping my feet and I'm celebrating. And I'm looking back and I'm looking at and I'm like, oh my gosh, I did this. I just walked on coals that were a thousand degrees and I didn't burn myself. In fact, the very first thing I learned about firewalking, when I took that first step, 
Oh, believe me, you'll take the second, third, fourth, and fifth. <laughs> I promise you, you are not going to stop on that fire lane. Mm -hmm. And that was it. So now, you know, it's it's after midnight. I'm standing down in the celebration end, a few thousand people, and it was exhilarating. It, it's nothing like it. You you feel like Superman or Superwoman. You're down. People are jumping up and down. They're screaming. They're celebrating. I mean, at that moment, it was like, okay, where's the bus? Let's go, you know, let's go to Mount Everest. Let's go climb that, right? Because that's mm -hmm. what you feel like. Well, here's where it gets really, really interesting, though, was the next day. I'm at a, an event. It's a four-day event, right? That was day one, the night up. Now it's day two. 3,500 people the next morning are standing in the foyer getting ready to go into the venue. And to this day, I have never seen or witnessed anything like it in my life. People are getting along so beautifully. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it was just mesmerizing. You know, I'm watching them really, really close, right? They're mm -hmm. hugging. They're talking. They're laughing. They're crying. They're talking about their fears. They're talking about the firewalk. And I'm like, so... I'm guessing we drank the Kool-Aid last night, right? And, and right. we did, right? I mean, it's so beautiful because this is the way people are supposed to get along, mm -hmm. right? Even though you don't know anybody, that next morning you felt like you knew everybody. I mean, it, it, again, there was a connectivity, a vibration between us that was so magical. Because the night before, what, what happened? Our self-belief, our self-confidence, and our self-worth got raised together collectively. And that's powerful. And that's exactly where Tony wants you in that state of mind as he goes into day two. Well, later in the event, I met one of Tony's trainers, a guy by the name of Ted Macy. Sweet guy. Him and his wife, Mary, were both trainers. And I'm talking to Ted. We're just having a really good conversation. And I just off the cuff said, so, Ted, you get to come here on a regular basis, don't you? And he goes, yeah. And I go, so you get to be in this environment. He goes, I go, that must be awesome. He goes, oh, yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding? And he goes, you know what? You need to try to get yourself into this environment, too. And I'll tell you what. You see those people standing over there with the black shirts and the pink riding on the back? I'm like, yeah. He goes, they're volunteers. They're people just like you who, who came back and want to be part of the volunteer crew. Because Tony uses about 300 people to help facilitate, right? Mm -hmm. So I went home. I called Robin's Research at his instruction. They sent me an application. I filled it out. I sent it back. And guess what? Nine weeks later, about nine weeks later to the day, I got a letter in the mail and it said, Dave Alvin, congratulations. You've been selected to crew with the Anthony Robbins company. Whoa. Well, there I am. My foot's in the door. Now, the application that you fill out, Melissa, what happens is, you give them a lot of information. So on my application, they could see that I had a military background and I had a security background. So they literally entered, put me up on the security detail to help take care of some of Tony's celebrities. I also lived on a farm at the time. So I knew what a log splitter was. I knew what kindling was. I knew how to split wood, right? So guess mm -hmm. what? They put me on the fire building team, which is exactly what I wanted. So that all happened in 1995 and 1996. I became a subcontractor. And then in 2003, my life forever changed. Tony offered me the fire captain position, which meant that I was in charge of all of Tony's firewalks globally. 
Oh. And and he even paid for my family to travel with us. I was homeschooling at the time. And he said, bring your kids. I'll pay for it. And they did. Um, so that was 03. In 05, 2005, we went to London. We set the world record. That's where we firewalked the largest group of humans on Earth. We firewalked 12,300 people. Now, I say world record. I want to be very, you know, I want to disclose something here to, to your audience. Guinness Book of World Records was not there. However, there's never been a firewalk for 12,300 people anywhere in the world. The only thing that comes anywhere close to that is another Tony Robbins seminar, maybe 10,000 or something, right? Mm -hmm. So that happened in 05. And then in 2014, again, my life was forever changed. Uh, I'm driving down the road and my phone rings and it's Google. And Google starts asking me questions. Are you the Dave Alvin does the firewalk for Tony Robbins? Yeah. What can I do for you? They said, well, if you're not under any contractual obligation or non-compete, we'd like to talk to you about hiring you. Well, okay. Uh, I'm, you know, homeboy's a free agent. What you got? <laughs> and the next thing I know, Melissa, I'm being hired by Google. And matter of fact, we ended up doing a glass walk for them. They wanted it. They had 148 executives that had been in a nine month curriculum, very intense. And so at the graduation, they wanted to give them the graduation. They wanted to feed them. And then they wanted to anchor, anchor the experience in with a paradigm shift experience. And, uh, and I said, well, listen, we can't do a fire walk unless we do it at night. If you want to do something in the middle of the day, what we could do is I can do a glass walk for you. They're like a glass walk. What you mean? Like walk on broken glass. I'm like, yeah. And they said, Ooh, tell us about that. <laughs> and so I did. So, so we I go know. from one crazy extreme to another. Yep. Absolutely. Right. Cause you know, they know Google knew they knew they, mm -hmm. there was a reason they called me. They knew mm -hmm. what was going on. They know what's going on. They know what doesn't challenge you. Doesn't change you. You know, right. they weren't going to play blackjack. They wanted a paradigm shift experience for these men and women that would bond them. And that's exactly what an experience like that does. So I ended up doing two gigs for uh, Google. As a matter of fact, one of the women, one of the execs uh, there, uh, I had a conversation with and she said, hey, David, look, um, I I'm going to tell you, man, you may want to think about starting your own business. She goes, I'll tell you right now, corporate America will be all over you because, you, you know, you're a guy that can come in and really create change. You can create the paradigm shift. This is a life-changing experience, and you're at the top of your game, man, so you ought to consider doing it. Well, first of all, Google calls you to come do a gig for them. Okay, you have that, and then they're telling you how to start your own business. Maybe, just maybe, I should listen to them. <laughs> Isn't that crazy how you go? totally nuts. Yeah. Someone above you in corporate America said, you need to be doing this. Isn't it kind of weird when you actually follow that path and see what happens? Yeah, because they were right. Because mm -hmm. the next thing I know, I'm at NASA, Notre Dame, Chick-fil-A, Remax, Heineken, Microsoft, YMCA. I mean, it, it just exploded. We, you know, so uh, we, we created Firewalk Productions in 2014. Awesome. And no, you know, no pun intended, but we've been going hot and heavy ever since. So you have the firewalk and you have the glass walk that you do. That's two of the experiences. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We have others as well. Yeah, absolutely. So what are the other crazy experiences that you have? Uh, we do the board break experience, which is a martial arts move that you mm -hmm. would, something you would see in a dojo. Uh, and that martial is arts so studio. fun to do. Yep, it is. In fact, I incorporated the board break with our firewalk. And, and the reason I did that is because it, now you take two really awesome experiences. Mm -hmm. And then I do something special with the board break that no one else has done. I First of all, I get them to write something on front of the board they want to move towards. Mm -hmm. I have them write something on back of the board they need to move away from. Okay. Um, and then I have them write anybody's name on the board that they're out of sorts with, which means that if forgiveness or reconciliation is part of that relationship, mm -hmm. you're going to solve it tonight. You're going to solve it with forgiveness. And then I have them write anybody's name on the board that they've lost. And the reason we do that is it creates the rite of passage. So, you know, we spend time in the room. I do all the training. I deliver the keynote presentation. We talk about the new product or whatever's going on with that particular client. We custom design it for them. We go outside. We have board break stations. Boom, they break the board. And then we come back. We do the fire walk. They throw their board into the fire. We get it photographed. We get it on video. And then I do something really, really powerful after the fire walk. And I, and I have a process where I get everybody who's attending, all the fire walkers, I get their, I calibrate their hearts. So I get all 100 or 200 or 300 of them, whatever. Mm -hmm. we, we get all of their hearts to start beating at the same time. And that is, really that cool. is, that's as powerful, if not more powerful than the fire walk itself. And then after we do all that, I tell them goodnight. I kiss them on the cheek. And then we give them one of these. And what I'm holding up here is a little container of the coals. I'll make the noise. The coals are inside, right? Mm -hmm. And so it just says on the on the front of the container, I firewalked, you know, in 2024. I firewalked with XYZ Corporation, whatever. And then that way they get to take that home and um, they can set it on their desk and look at it every day. Because... Okay, I can tell you from breaking boards, once you have that mindset, you, you can break the board, yep. you actually do it, Yep. and it's it's shifting. It, it's a whole martial arts thing. Yep. But if you think you can't do it, you can't break that board no matter how hard you hit it. Well, it, it, or if you really don't think you can break it, you're going to do something else to stop it, right? Like yeah. I see it all the time. People go to hit it, and then they pull back. Mm -hmm. You can't pull back. You've got to drive through it. You've got to go, you know, seven, eight, ten inches through the board. That's how you break it, right? Right. Um, in fact, I had a client call me one time, and we're talking about the board break, and he goes, "Well, we've already done that." And I go, "Well, there's a, there's a couple other ways to do it, or we can change it up a little bit." He said, mm -hmm. "How?" I said, "We light the board on fire, then break it." He said, "What?" Yeah, absolutely changes the whole dynamic. We're going to use a little bit of white gas and we will set it on fire. And now they're looking down and the thing's on fire and they got to break it. That changes things up a little bit. Mm -hmm. that'll, that'll run a little fear through you. Or maybe we'll do two boards. Oh, or how about this? You really want to get into it? 
will will break bricks. That's a whole nother dynamic. I typically don't do the bricks unless it's a, a more advanced class. Somebody mm -hmm. that's already walked with me before, they've done the board break, they've done the firewalk, and then we come back with the brick break. Yeah, uh, bricks are not for beginners. No, they're not. Uh, you know, you can hit a board uh, off to the side and it's pretty forgiving. It'll typically always break. But if you break that brick, you better hit it dead center on that little X that you mark on it, right? Mm -hmm. So, and then of course we have the arrow break. That's where you put the arrow in your throat. You put it up against the wall. You step through and break the arrow. We have the rebar bend, which is pretty challenging. You take two people, they put the rebar in their throat. And then on the count of three, it's an 18 foot piece of um, uh, rebar. Count of three, three, two, one, boom, they walk at each other and they bend the piece of steel, the piece of rebar. So there's a lot of other experiences that we have in our toolbox, if you will. Um, and then, you know, we even have uh, last year in 2023, no, it started in 2022. Uh, we did, I put out there, we opened the Dave Alvin Firewalk Academy. And so every October now, people can send their people. Right. So if you've got a corporation, you want to send somebody from the HR department that they send them to me. It's a five day intensive. And then I teach them how to do all this stuff. And then, of course, we have entrepreneurs and business owners and trainers and coaches. And so, um, you know, they come to me and spend five days and we show them fire walk and glass breaking and we show them all this stuff. Uh, in fact, this last October, we graduated 11 people. Uh, we have awesome. another. Yeah, we have another one coming up in October of 2024. And I believe you're also into something a little bit different too with this, your philanthropic, I can't say the word. Your philanthropic, is yep. that what we were going to say? That's what yeah, we're going to say. Yeah, so I was on a podcast here a couple of months ago and after we finished, we were just talking on the side and, and Natalie asked me, she said, hey, David, have you ever done a firewalk for veterans? And I said, you mean specifically? She said, yeah. And I said, no, why? And she goes, well, we have a couple of hundred vets and we'd love to create that experience because, you know, we're trying to do everything we can to stop them from taking their own life. Because mm -hmm. the numbers that are out there for vets is 22 a day. Well, guess what? That's not true. That's only if they leave a note. Well, more than half of them don't leave a note. So we have over 40 people, men and women a day that are vets that are taking their lives. Well, what a wake up call that was for me. And I know why they do it. I mean, I understand enough of, you know, I've been in the personal development industry long enough to know. I know why they're taking their own life because they come home and they lose purpose. You know, they get trained to kill, right? Then they go, they get deployed. They get over there. They see some of the most horrendous things that war is ever going to show you. Absolutely horrible. And you have to move as a unit together because if you don't, you know, you, you can lose your life. So they're dependent on each other for life support. And then all of a sudden now they come home and all their all their friends, all these men and women are fragmented. They're all over the country and they lose that connection. So what happens? The purpose drops, depression sets in, and then they start drinking or drugging to deal with their depression and we lose them. Or so why start. do they give why do they give a vet a service dog? Because it develops purpose again. They mm -hmm. gotta take care of the dog. Well, unfortunately, we don't have the wherewithal to give every vet a dog. It's just not in the cards, unfortunately. Wish it was. Mm -hmm. So I've created an experience that reignites that purpose. We include that board break. I also have them take an oath. 
right? So what we're going to do, in fact, we already booked our first one. Uh, uh, by the way, we, we named it, I named it Operation Do No Harm. It's going to be a, a nonprofit. And basically, companies can hire us and put their brand in front of uh, an experience like this and save some vets. And it makes them look really, really great. And of course, lots of corporations have money for sponsorship. So here we are. By the way, there's four categories for this. Uh, there's veterans, first responders, single moms, and kids that have been bullied and, and neglected. So we we already booked our first one, Operation Do No Harm. We'll do their first firewalk event for veterans April 13th in Modesto, California. And I want to thank my buddy Ed with the Rotary Club out there. He's the president who's sponsoring uh, this first firewalk for the veterans. So that's what we're doing right now. We're taking it out to corporate America and saying, okay, who wants to uh, who wants to save some people's lives? You know, there's a high suicide rate amongst first responders too. Mm -hmm. Same thing happened to firefighters. Exactly. First responders are, I think, second. And then you have the single parents. Unfortunately, they commit suicide or or they take their child's life and then commit suicide. We've heard a lot about that in the news. And then we have so many mentally and physically abused children or neglected children is next one that's really high in the suicide right now. Yep. So what's cool is that depending on the company and what they do or what their product or service is, they could look at one of those four categories and wow, and go, look, you know, uh, abused and neglected children is perfect for us. You know, we're a toy company, right? So it's like perfect for them, right? Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's a, it's a cosmetic of some kind and they go, Oh, that's great. You know, that's right. Single moms are our, are our clientele. So every company out there can pick one of those categories. That's absolutely perfect for them. So we're, you know, we, I, I, there's a, we can help thousands of these people, but I need a bunch of help to get it done. That's for sure. I can't do it all by myself. No, that's the thing. We can help so many people with different things that we do, but we have to join forces to do it. Absolutely. Yep. Um, So, you know, I've got the team behind me. I've got hundreds and hundreds of people that have worked with me when I was at Tony Robbins that helped me with all his events. So I got I've got the team. Right. I've got the fire team. Mm -hmm. um, And all I got to do is say, you know, we have a Facebook page and there's there's a thousand of us in there. They'll say, hey, I'm going to be in Modesto, California. It's a fire walk for veterans. Who wants to come help? I do. I do. I do. Man, It's like the, the challenge with me is I can't say yes to everybody. I unfortunately have to say no sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have a really incredible group of servant people that will come and help me do this and put it on. It's a beautiful well, thing. Well, that, that is really inspiring that you're able to have the veterans and things that you're doing there so we can sponsor as corporate america these walks for these people that need yes. the help yes. but you also have it for corporate america so you can yes. build that teamwork in the companies that you're working with that in fact you're right that's spot on it just happened uh we just booked a firewalk uh for a company out of indianapolis and they make commercial playgrounds for parks and schools all over America. Uh, they may be all over the world. I'm not really sure. I know they've got like 130 employees. And so we're going to Indianapolis. We're going to do uh, a firewalk for them and a bunch of their distributors. Mm-hmm. And now they're also looking at us going, wow, 
we could bring a firewalk to Indianapolis and sponsor it and bring a bunch of kids and a bunch of single moms and, you know, again, bring really positive uh, attention to their brand. Right. So, yeah, you're right. It goes both ways. Teach the kids early that you can do the impossible. Yes. Oh, God, I love you that you said that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it is true. And, and let it me tell you, I know I, I firewalked a lot of kids. You know, my daughter back in the day when I was with Tony and we were on the road, uh, my daughter was six years old the first time she did a firewalk. My son was nine years old. And so, you know, what's cool about the kids is they don't have the limiting beliefs that adults do. They're phenomenal. They're ready to go, right? And I'll tell you what, you take a kid, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, and you show them how to break a board with their bare hands, and then you firewalk them, and then you have a conversation with them and tell them, by the way, nobody makes the decision about who you are and where you're going to go and what you want to do in life other than you. Period. That's that's up to you. You are in control of your future. Exactly. And you can do whatever you want to do. You know, one of the things I do, Melissa, I trick my audiences and you'll love this. So when I'm on stage, I talk for about 20, 25 minutes and there's a picture of a guy on the screen behind me. And so I'll be talking and I'll go, by the way, who here can tell me where my buddy Eric is standing? Well, it's real obvious. It's Mount Everest, right? And somebody in the back will go, Mount Everest. And I'll go, that's correct. Now, let me tell you something else about Eric. He's climbed the seven highest mountains on seven continents on this planet. That's Everest. And by the way, he got to the summit of all seven mountains. Now, put that man on a mountain bike, he can tear it up. Put him in a kayak, he could probably navigate just about any river in the world. But here's something I need to let you know about, Eric, that I'm pretty sure you didn't know. He's blind. So guess what? I don't want to hear your excuse. None. Zero. Zip. You know, you said it earlier. What did Henry Ford say? If you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Well, guess what? If a blind man can climb the seven highest mountains on earth, then tell me again what excuse you had about not being able to do something that you wanted to do. Because mm -hmm. I'm calling BS. Exactly. It's not true. It's just not. People I was can here, I was told in 2011, I would never walk again. I would never talk again. Here we are, 2024, live on TV. And one of the most successful podcasts in the country. Yes. <laughs> so, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> people get it wrong. You don't listen to people that tell you you can't do something. Listen to the people that tell you you can. Can. As long as it's positive. Sure. And, you know, I, I say all the time, you you know, you you will become who you spend time with. Mm -hmm. So pick a good peer group. You know, love your family. Choose your friends. Because, again, you will become who you spend time with. You might have to choose your family. Just because you are born to that family doesn't mean that's your family. Well, exactly right. And, unfortunately, a lot of times it's our family uh, that tells us we can't do this or we can't do that. <laughs> I remember this gentleman that came to uh, the Firewalk, one of Tony's events years ago, and apparently he thought he could be a screenwriter. <laughs> His family said, no, you won't. You'll never make it. Hollywood's not going to let you in. That's not the way it works. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Told him every reason in the world why he couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. 
came to came to UPW, came to unleash the power within the firewalk experience. Did the firewalk, went home and wrote Sleepless in Seattle. Oh no, we haven't heard about that one. <laughs> yeah, right. No one's ever heard of Sleepless in Seattle. No. No. We so, don't know you who know, exists. You know, we were in Tampa, Florida one time, Melissa. And, uh, you know, so Tony's been on stage all day. It's Friday, Friday night. Now it's time for the firewalk. It's probably one o'clock in the morning. We're all out there, several thousand people. And my job was to, I'm the guy that would shovel the coals for Tony's lane. And so I'm shoveling the coals and all of a sudden Tony stops and he looks at me and he gives me this really weird look like, whoa, I think we're going to see something pretty intense here in a minute. Well, it's dark out there, so I can't see very well. Well, the next thing I see, though, because he gets closer, is this kid's in a wheelchair, young kid, you know, mm -hmm. 19, 20. And he lost both legs. Well, apparently he was a collegiate athlete in the Tampa area, and he got hit by a drunk driver, lost both legs. So he was contemplating suicide because his whole identity was all wrapped up in his athletic ability. Mm -hmm. So here this kid goes from thinking he's probably going to play pro baseball someday or football. And now he can't even walk, right? Nobody's going to love him. A girl will never have him. He'll never have kids. I mean, you know what I mean? Once we start telling ourselves we can't have something, we start stacking on top of it, right? Mm -hmm. So one of his buddies said, hey, I know you're thinking about taking your life. Before you do that, Tony Robbins is coming to town. I know you like him. Why don't you go see him? And there we are. We're at the firewalk. And all of a sudden, he scoots his wheelchair up to the front of the fire lane, right? And I'm thinking, what's going on here? And Tony bends down, and he whispers something in the kid's ear. And the kid goes, go away. You know, like motions him away, right? And all of a sudden, that kid kind of moved his torso. And he mm -hmm. raised up in that seat, and he moved it to the edge. And the next thing we saw, he, he did a flip. He landed on his hands. And he walked across that fire on his hands. And we, we got him back in his chair. And Tony and I looked at each other. We had tears coming down in our face. And that was a very definitive moment for me. That told me that what I was doing was beyond the right thing to do. Uh, you know, because I never, I never planned this. I didn't grow up going, hey, I want to be the number one firewalk instructor in the world someday. You know, it's like, what? you know what I mean? That doesn't happen. Um, but nonetheless, here I am. And, 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 and I'm so and I've thankful seen, that you are able to come here today and explain everything to us. Yeah. And for our listeners at home, how can we get a hold of you? Because we are almost out of time. Yeah, uh, real easy. Uh, just go to our website. I'm very accessible from there. It's uh, firewalkadventures.com. So it's firewalkadventures with an S.com. And everything's there. My academy's there. All of it's there. Thank you for everything you're doing because this is a pivotal moment for so many lives. It is. Thank you, Melissa. I really appreciate you having me on your show. And and, and, and again, kudos to you for having a great show and all the good that you're doing out there in the world, too. It's a pleasure to Thank be here you. with you. Thank you. And this was wonderful. And for all of our listeners over there, if you need a pivotal moment in your life, this is it. So find one of the fire walks and go at it, because I can tell you from breaking a board when being told you can't. It's amazing. So thank you very much.
Thanks, Melissa. Bye, everybody.